you've planned the STEM lesson, you've gathered the supplies, and you've made sure that the lesson is exciting. But your fifth graders just aren't having it. In fact, they don't even seem interested in the STEM project that you have. What is happening? In today's episode, I'll be sharing why your fifth graders aren't motivated in STEM and how to fix it. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. The other day, I hosted a quick poll on my Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore. And here was the question that I asked. And thank you so much for filling this out, by the way. It was very, very insightful. So the question that I asked was, how are your fifth graders' attitudes about STEM? 22% of you said they are obsessed. 18% of you said that they struggle to stay motivated. And the big majority of you said at 60%, you said that sometimes they like it and sometimes they don't. So what gives with these fifth graders? And maybe you even have upper elementary students, sixth graders. What is going on? STEM is supposed to be fun, right? Okay, so here is my take on this based on my experience being a K-5 STEM teacher where I came from the classroom for six years and then went into a brand new to be school, brand new to be district, and really the kids didn't have STEM. And let me tell you all the things that I have seen and how you can combat this problem in your classroom. It isn't an overnight fix, but there are some small changes that you can do so that everybody is having an awesome experience, just like you have planned in your head and just like the younger students are having. The first reason why your fifth graders aren't motivated in STEM is that your projects are missing multimedia research. Think about the ways that you are building background on the projects that you're doing in your class. Are you building background on the projects? Because students need to have some knowledge about the topic so that their work actually makes sense. Yes, we have all of the awesome building, but when you're really being thoughtful about your planning through the engineering design process or another model, building isn't the only step. Sure, you can have one-day challenges, which I have definitely done, especially when I had a Monday one year when I taught eight classes in a row. I did still build some background knowledge. So think about how you're doing this in your classroom and how are you and how are you having students build this knowledge while also having them research in different ways. So think about the tools that you're using. Are you just giving them books to research? Are they just printed out articles? Is it a random Google search? I know that sounds super helpful, but that is a lesson in itself on how to teach with Google and how to search the proper way. If you're doing that, awesome. But are you just saying Google it? Are you really showing them how to Google it? So think about the tools that you are having students use to gain information so that it can inform the projects that they're building. So think about, can you add in video clips? 
There are a lot of great video clips that students can access that are not connected to YouTube on Epic Books. Could you even play video clips that are on YouTube as a whole class to help spark the conversations? Maybe add in podcast episodes or clips from podcast episodes to hear another viewpoint. Maybe even adding in infographics that you find or creating your own, which I do all the time, and that can be a way to gather information. Also, pre-researching and tailoring links can really focus students on what they are gathering at the time, and it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And maybe you do have to write an article, but can you add an audio component so it can meet the needs of all learners? It is so nice to have that audio option because then if there's a word you're not familiar with, you can listen to that piece. So really mixing this in with your in your projects and helping students feel confident about the topic that they are going to build in is super important. In STEM jobs today and in the future, reading and gathering nonfiction information is happening and it's going to continue to happen. And even if you're not in a STEM job, you need to know how to access information to inform your decisions. So are you adding in all of these different tools within your STEM classroom? Yes, in STEM and helping students interact with the world in those ways. The next reason why your fifth graders might not be motivated with your STEM projects is that they might not actually be ready yet. This was really hard for me to actually realize. Like I said, I was new to the position, new to the district, and new to the school. I was given a brand new classroom with zero curriculum, and I had all of these big ideas of what I wanted my students to do. I knew back as a classroom teacher what I was able to have my third grade students do and do amazing things in their classroom, so why not can these students do it? Well, I had some lofty dreams, and I'm so glad I kept those dreams, but we were not ready yet. My fifth graders did not like my class at all. My fourth graders, they had a better time. I realized pretty quickly that my projects were honestly way too hard for them at this time. There were so many skills that they did not know, like typing in a website link or where their username and password was that I had all of these plans for these super advanced projects, but we actually had to get to the basics. And that's okay. What I'm doing now, five years from when I started in STEM, is completely different because the way that I have planned my lessons has built students up with their skills to help them be successful. So by the time they are in fifth grade, there is more of that motivation and they have those skills to attack those projects that I had in my head five years ago. Yes, I had to build up those basic skills and it can be frustrating. And the students might be even a little bit frustrated too that they don't know these things yet. But even paring down your lessons to make them more simple than you thought might just be where your students are at this year. And that's okay. Let me tell you why this is okay. I recently had an online chat with our middle school tech teacher who most of our students feed into. And she wanted to talk about how she can support us in the transition into middle school. So part of my role, I'm also the tech person. Don't get paid extra for that. But I also manage our school-wide technology and all of that process. And then I've also co-taught in the past with the teachers. So I'm very familiar of what is happening in the building because I'm in charge of it. So we had a really good conversation. And this is actually really sad too. But 
it is extremely clear to her and the science teachers, that so the tech teacher and the science teachers in her building, as to where these students have gone to school for elementary, because the schools that don't have STEM, it is completely clear that they did not have STEM and that those skills are things that they haven't been able to work on over the years. And when they get to middle school, they're really struggling. On the flip side, the kids from my school, it's super clear that they're from my school because they've had those opportunities to collaborate and be creative and try those skills. So when it comes down to it, they weren't ready in my fifth grade. My poor fifth graders who left me the first year, we were working on the basics and I know I helped them. But really thinking through your plans and how you can have a progression of learning over the years, you're definitely going to have to adjust on the skills and getting to know your students. That's what good teaching is, even as a specials teacher. But thinking about the way that you are planning and giving them opportunities to practice these skills in a variety of contexts with a variety of standards, they are standards-based, that they are carrying those skills into future years, and that they can be successful and be excited for those future projects. You definitely do have to start somewhere, but hey, this is a great way for you to advocate as to why kids need STEM, because sometimes it is those little things that can help you do those really big things. Along with that, with them not being ready, is that I noticed that my fifth graders we're actually really scared of being creative. And again, this goes along with the relationship that I had with them and the culture of growth mindset. I've, of course, have been building this up over the years, but it is so different when you're in this unique role, especially as a specials teacher, because you don't have them all day, every day. The time it takes to build relationships can take longer, especially if you only see each class once a week. So it does take time. Being creative is a vulnerable thing. And we've talked about that in other episodes. It's scared for me to be creative here on this podcast and even have this conversation with you right now. And same with kids. It's not natural to want to be creative in a new space, even though we think our lessons are very exciting, which they probably are. But It is a lot to be creative and put your ideas out there and have them be different, especially when they're at that age where their opinions about from their peers is starting to become very important. And it's not as much for the teachers as it is for everybody else and what they're going to think about their work. So really creating that culture where it can be safe to be creative and to have a growth mindset, it is going to take some time, but really having those smaller challenges and paring things down will really help as well. Along with that, your students might not be motivated in your STEM projects is that they actually might need more structure than you think. Being creative within constraints is okay. And it also provides that safety net that it isn't a free-for-all. Again, that is overwhelming for kids, especially when they have to be taught to be creative, that it's okay to make mistakes that it's okay that it doesn't work the first time. This is going to take some time, but they definitely need some more structure. So maybe that's the way that you have materials in your classroom. Back in episode four, when I talk about STEM survival camp, which is my first unit of the school year, this unit is actually really learning about the engineering design process and how you can be creative within constraints. I don't give them a free-for-all of the materials in my classroom, and I don't think that's a good thing. They actually have only a few things from me on their project, and then the rest is from items outside, which also constraints because it might not be what they found, but then it also gives them the opportunity to talk to each other and for me to talk to them and build that relationship. So building up to that 
maybe so-and-so free for all, it can be helpful. Maybe when you do a makerspace project, you have a money system, which we talk about back in episode six, where you have that structure and they have a certain budget of things that they can spend where, yes, you have all of the supplies, but you have to be really thoughtful about what you're using. Also, what that structure can be when it comes to working in groups. There's a huge difference saying to kids that, oh, you get to work in a group and compare that to, oh, you're going to work in a group, but you have very specific roles and here's what you're going to do with these roles and here's how you are in charge of these roles because it gives them importance to what they are doing and they can't slack off because their role is important to the job and if they don't do it, it's not going to get done. And again, it goes back to that peer thing. They want to impress their peers so they're more, more likely to be motivated. In the book, Limitless Mind by Joe Bowler that I just listened to and highly recommend, hint, hint, will be in the future book club coming up in the spring. But she also has a part in there where it talks about kids don't really enjoy working in groups because it is overwhelming and they don't know what they're supposed to do and somebody slacks off and -and so-and-so. All of those things that we hear about. Definitely recommend that book and also reframing the way you have structure in those groups, but really the structure within projects overall because that can help build that motivation. And finally, the last reason why your fifth graders are motivated to do the projects in your STEM classroom is that the projects don't have enough empathy. Students, especially as they get older, they need to see why this project matters. I feel like a lot of times the younger students can actually really see why that this is important and it's easier to convince them. But as they get older, they're more like, "Mm, I don't really care. Why do I need to do this? Why is this important? And that's a great challenge for you as a STEM teacher as to, well, yeah, why are we doing this project? I'm currently working on a 3D printing project with my fifth graders, and they are designing an invention that will help people to protect, prevent, or correct Earth's resources and why that is a problem. And we've really been talking about why this is a problem. What are non-renewable resources? Who cares? Why is this going to affect you in the future? Why should we be solving these problems? And really thinking bigger than themselves that this is the world that you live in and we need to create solutions even better than the solutions out there because it's not working. So really having them think about that empathy piece and thinking about others and not always themselves. It could even be a school-based project. How can we help, help others in there? But thinking beyond themselves and giving them a purpose for their work can be really impactful and help, again, with that motivation. They're doing this project for a reason and not for, oh, my teacher's just going to see this project. Awesome. Way to go. Along with that, give students the opportunity to reflect and to see each other's work. When we did podcasting, where I talked about that in a past episode, I do have students post their podcast so that others can listen to their work and even comment on each other's podcast. They are super motivated by this. They could care less if I hear their podcast. A couple of them, my little STEM buddies, they really want me to listen to their podcast, but they really are more concerned about what other people think about their podcast and what they did well and what they can work on. With that, giving students the opportunity to reflect on their work will really help them think through that process of that project and 
what can they do better and what they can work on and how did it go well? And if they did a project like this in the future, what could they do again? So really giving those opportunities where it's not just the building, but that their project has a bigger purpose, whether it's for people in their school building, whether it is for people outside of the school or even thinking beyond that, what their futures might hold will really help them connect what you're doing in your classroom actually has a greater purpose. As a recap, here are the four reasons why your fifth graders aren't motivated in your STEM projects and how you can fix it. First, your projects are missing multimedia research opportunities. Second, your fifth graders might not just be ready yet for this type of project. And the keyword in that sentence is yet. Third, they need more structure, especially when it comes to those creative opportunities. And fourth, your projects just don't have enough empathy. These are all things that you can continuously work on as a teacher and reflect on and get your students to that point where you are in that part where they are excited about projects all the time and that you're not dragging their feet to finish them. Now, I know that it's a lot with that planning, and I am actually here to help, and I'm so excited about this, but I am hosting a live third through fifth grade virtual workshop where you can join me and other STEM teachers to help with your planning in the upper grades, where we will look at standards where you can integrate naturally STEM projects and really think through that process of the multimedia research that you're giving them the creative opportunities, and opportunities for them to reflect and share on their work. The info will be in the show notes, so if you're not able to make it live, then it will be recorded, but the live piece is really awesome because you can definitely ask me questions and we can tailor a lesson that will fit your needs. So jump in on that third through five STEM virtual workshop. I would love to see you there and how two hours of your time can definitely change the way that you plan for the rest of the year and also set up a foundation where that you can be the one talking in this podcast where your students are motivated and that they are exciting and that your lessons are really fitting what they need. So can't wait to see you in that workshop. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, NaomiMeredith.com, to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.